Good day, everyone. Before anything else, I just want to say hello to my children because for the first time they're watching. Hello. <laughs> yeah. Hi, Wacky and Pebo. They finally discovered that this is what I do on Saturdays. Yeah, I'm impressed. Is what my five-year-old said. Oh. Do they understand the concept of? Like this is kind of like a TV show. No, I think they're probably looking down and saying, "Oh yeah, Papa is wearing the same shirt that I saw him go out the door with." So, you know, <laughs> oh, that's probably the extent of it. But for all of you out there now, just for now, just drop everything, relax, and hopefully be inspired because this is Dear Future Grandkids. Once again, I'm Jen in Singapore. That's Percy in the Philippines and Ange in Hong Kong. Yes, tis the show that builds a video time capsule live here on YouTube and Facebook. That our wonderful guests can play sometime in the future to their future grandkids. Now, our guest today has been a household name in the Philippines since the 80s when she started as an actress at the age of 18. She acted and hosted in TV shows. She top-billed blockbuster and award-winning movies. She won Best Actress numerous times. Then, when she became a wife and mother, she continued to be such a success that she became a role model for working moms. She got her master's degree in family life and child development and a doctorate in theology. She also became an accomplished author and a motivational speaker. And on top of all that, she's a triathlete too. <laughs> Truly, a person who has to been able to balance mind, body, and spirit. Please welcome one of the most inspiring people I know, and truly a wonderful friend, Miss Maricel Laksa. Hi. Yay. Thank you for having me. Oh, it's a pleasure. Thank you for saying yes to your busy schedule with everything that you can do in your life. <laughs> There's always time for friends. Oh, that's what we love about you, Maricel. This time last year, we were filming a soap opera where you played. A young grandmother, who of all people, our first guest Elijah Canlas. Yes, <laughs> you're so youthful that people can't imagine you as a grandma. Did you ever picture how you would be as a grandmother? Yes, my yeah, eldest yeah, daughter yeah. is 25, and so you know, I'm already in that thinking of preparing herself one day soon, maybe to settle down and have her own set of kids. And I keep telling her. You're so blessed to have me as a grandma for your kids because <laughs> you can just leave them here and I'll take care of the rest. Oh, that's the best offer any grandparent can do. You know what? A grandmother told me that my role is to spoil the grandkids. I'm already past being the bad guy. I am now going to be the good guy. Are you looking forward to that? Yeah. <laughs> you can now be the one to spoil them. Yeah. My <laughs> rules in my house. <laughs> <laughs> I can imagine. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Now we want to get to know you better, so we have some quick fire questions for you. Okay, are you ready? Yeah. Okay. First one. In three words, how would you describe yourself? I'm an introvert. I'm very energetic and passionate. Interesting. Interesting. Now, what is the first movie you remember watching? I would think it's Cinderella when it just first came out in color. That's a good one to remember. That's a great movie. Now, as a child, apart from being an actress, what do you remember wanting to be when you grew up? Yeah, I vividly remember being asked like what I would want to be when I grow up, and the first thing that comes to mind is to become a mother 
of many children with a husband who will not leave me. <laughs> wow! <laughs> hold on, hold on, Marissa. As a child, I get it. <laughs> a mother had to have many children, but to add, add on a husband that will leave you as a child, really. Yeah, because I need a steady husband to provide for all my many kids and also to love me at the same time forever. You see, growing up with a single mom, it was always my wish for my mom to find her prince who will allow her to live happily ever after. And so since it was taking quite a while for her to find her prince, I was just imagining maybe one day I will find mine. And if I do so, we settle down and have many children to make the most of the time together. <laughs> so check and check. Check, yeah. It all Look came out. You can see why Cinderella was a big influence. As a kid. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> and Marisol, I know you're still super sporty, but what sport did you play a lot when you were in school? Well, in my early days in elementary, I would always be in the playground playing just regular games, you know, and I would be in the swing, just allowing myself to go as high as I could. But maybe one of the first real sport that I got into was soccer. But I didn't get into it too much because I got injured, you know, as a little girl. I kicked the ball too high and then I slipped and then I scraped my whole leg. So I was like, no, this is not something good for a girl like me. I would end up with so many bruises. But it wasn't until high school that I realized that I was really made for swimming. My best friend got me into cross-country running, which I really hated, but I loved her so much. And she was the star athlete that she really drew me out to that kind of uncomfortable feeling about running that eventually I found myself loving to run. This was in the States because I went to high school in the States. That was a lucky encounter because you might never have known that these things were such a passion for yourself, right? And how would you describe yourself when you were a student? I didn't think of myself as a very good student in a way that during that time when I was younger, people always just gave you credit for your high grades in like math, science, and all these other major subjects. But you were not given so much credit for sports or extracurriculars and stuff like that. So I didn't see myself as an honor student or a good student, but it wasn't until high school that I realized I could write because I had professors who really encouraged me to write. And then I could actually solve problems in math if I had just the proper guidance. And I actually enjoyed chemistry. I graduated with honors in high school, having taken up advanced placement classes. And I would never have realized that if I didn't have teachers who drew out things that I never knew I had. I mean, there's clearly such a pattern, like how easily you've been influenced by positive people in your life. Yeah. That's been such an important part of your development and who you've become. And I suppose that's true for everyone, but for some people, they discover it in other ways, don't they? Not necessarily through people. You know, be- I would really credit my mom for surrounding me with people that would help me discover new things in life. I remember her having allowed me to establish myself in the States with foster parents who were her, well, who are her best friends and who happen to be 
very much a positive influence in my life. So my foster dad was a screenwriter and a producer in Hollywood. And then my aunt is a painter, artist, and homemaker, restaurateur. You know, they developed in me certain things and habits that I would never have developed if I had not been surrounded in that place. So I think in all my growing up years, I knew that my mom was very intentional in raising me because she wanted a better life for me, you know, because it's not easy to have children at a young age and then be a single mom. So she always instilled in me, like, you're going to have a better generation. You're going to have a better life, but you just have to make the right choices. What an awesome mom. And no one ever tells you at school, surround yourself with positive people, right? And have positive intentions. You never get taught this, but clearly your mom knew something. It definitely made a difference, as you can see in your life. You seem very self-aware, clearly someone who's done a lot of thinking and development and self-development. Tell me three things that your teenage self did that your present, Maricel, knows better not to do. (laughs) (laughs) My teenage years were really very interesting years. (laughs) (laughs) Wonderfully interesting years. In the school by the Pacific Coast Highway, where there's a lot of partying and stuff. Oh, there you go. I don't know. I wouldn't have changed anything. The good, the bad, the ugly, and all those stuff that I did during my teenage years were just a wonderful part of who I am right now. And I had the privilege of bringing my kids to where my school was and walking through the streets leading towards the Pacific Ocean. You know, my classmates would be in flip-flops and then they would have bikinis underneath their clothes so that right after school, run to the beach. Nice. Stuff like that. So I don't know. Is that too corny? No, not at all. It sounds like a fun childhood. Yeah. But I need to ask you in relation to that. What is the craziest thing you've ever done? (laughs) (laughs) It was a party town. (laughs) What is the craziest thing you've ever done? No, even after being a student. Maybe it's queer, not crazy, queer. Okay. Mm -hmm. When I didn't have my driver's license yet, I would have to walk to school and back home because we lived at the very top of the hills in Pacific Palisades. And there is no way any form of school bus could pick me up and bring me to school. So I would have to walk two miles going to school and two miles going back home. But I walked in style. I walked in my high heel boots and with my Walkman. And I think it's queer in such a way that people thought I was actually having fun. Nobody gave me rights. (laughs) <laughs> they saw you walking and just drove by <laughs> yeah and they're like she's amazing she's having fun and I'm like oh, no you need a ride my jeans are killing me it's like <laughs> please help me you see these heels yeah I remember very vividly like I was walking having such a grand time and then one of the kids hosed me down with water because I don't know I was just the subject of maybe that day's Frank. entertainment for them. So going up the hill, I don't know, maybe they found it funny that I was going up in my high heels and then I was super engrossed with my Walkman and then, ah, our next victim. And then they host me down. <laughs> okay. Hope it was a hot day. <laughs> yeah. But why did you do that though? You seem to be a very practical person at least now. Two miles in high heels? 
that's pretty intense. Yeah, you know, if something is worth doing and you have no choice but to do it, you do it in style, I guess. Wow. <laughs> I like that. That's really good advice. If something is worth doing, do it in heels. Is <laughs> I developed bunions because of it, but I guess it's worth it. <laughs> More scars. <laughs> but you know what? I vowed to be able to be that available driver for people who needed rides. When that time comes, I always told myself going up and down that hill that if I ever am able to get my car and be able to drive that car, I will be that available driver for people. Aww. Yeah, and at 16, when I got my driver's license, I also got my first car out of the money that I earned from being janitor, bussing tables, waitering, and all those kinds of jobs. Excellent. What jobs did you do before being an artist? My aunt, my foster mom, owned a fine dining restaurant by Venice Beach. Wow. And this was in the 80s. So it wasn't as developed as it is now. But she had that restaurant. And I started out as a janitor, worked myself up to be a bus girl, and then a runner, and then eventually a waitress. And in between, because I learned to type really fast, I would type for my classmates and they would pay me $6 an hour. Wow. Nice. That's good money. <laughs> That's good money then. It's excellent. Yeah, it's good money. I bought myself my own car. I funded my own ski trips during break season. And wow. I was able to just live off from whatever I earned. My mom didn't need to send me so much money to provide for me, actually. Amazing. That became a summer job for me. I was a data encoder and it was just because I could type. So this was yeah. the time that people were transitioning to computers and they gave me all mm -hmm. these stacks of reports that I just had to type. It is good money, to be honest. You just have to be patient. You know, it's not a very exciting job for people, but for people like me who enjoy just encoding <laughs> and typing and all those things. And then, you know, I'm hearing the cash register in my head while I'm typing. <laughs> ching, ching, every hour. <laughs> Marisol, I've got to ask you, while you're typing that, did you have your Walkman on and your high heel boots as well? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Marisol, I'm curious. You, you seem to have had a really interesting life before showbiz. Yeah. What made you go into showbiz? Towards the end of my high school year, my mom would already ask me what I would want to pursue. And there were two things at the top of my head. One is to take up psychology in Cornell or enter showbiz. Now, one of the main reasons why my mom allowed me to study abroad was so she could take me away from the showbiz kind of life that I grew up in because both my parents were in showbiz. And so I knew that I couldn't really share with her much of this little desire of mine to be in showbiz because that's the very reason why she sent me abroad so that I would have a different kind of life. But then inside me, like there's something there that is very beautiful to pursue, but I could not just pinpoint which one is that path to take, you know, because I was scared to tell my mom about it. I was fixated on applying for university and then she said, no, it's time for you to go home. So I said, okay, if it's time for me to go home, then showbiz is the other option. <laughs> wow. So it just fell into place. 
yeah, I came home and I didn't really want to come home because I was already dead set on pursuing life abroad. But when she asked me to come home, like a few days, maybe, I went to a place to have my camera developed. And then it was a place where, you know, Roper's studio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a studio, a famous studio in the Philippines. That's the place where all the showbiz people have their yeah portrait shots yeah for posters or movie promotional materials and stuff and that happened to be a place where i was spotted by the secretaries of kuya germs kuya germs is the one who would host this variety show called gma super show and they invited me to be part of it you're technically showbiz royalty is what we call in the philippines even you're the daughter or the son of famous personalities and yet, you were still discovered. <laughs> like, you, you already had both feet in the door. My mom will not introduce me to people. She was against it. Oh, wow. Okay. Yeah. The minute I told her, I think I found what I would want to do. And then she said, yeah, okay, so what is it? Uh, showbiz. And she said, I want to stop myself. She <laughs> 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 said, there's no way you're going to do that. I said, well, that's already the path that I want to take. And when she realized that it's something she can't stop me from doing, she said, okay, I just have one condition. You go to school and I don't care what you do with your career. She had nothing to do with my career. But every single day, she brought me to school. Wow. wow. She didn't care if I didn't have sleep. I was tired. I wasn't feeling well. Every single day, she was in the car to bring me to school. Wow. That is a mother's loyalty and a mother's devotion, right? Even though on the outside, it's like, I don't care. You do what you like. But on the other hand, such love, such support. Of all the accolades you have, everything from acting to running marathons is there any particular ones that have a special meaning because i know you've won a lot if i'd only just won one award i'd go on and on about it but you have a clearly a full mantelpiece of them the award is not in a form of a trophy but in a form of a ring my wedding ring because i'm still married to my husband so that was my dream right it's not easy to have a life like that in show business And for me, it's one of the best things that I can really have as an award. If there's any trophy, it would be that. And it's not because of my own doing. It's because of a collective effort that we've done together as partners. And then the support of family, friends, of course, rooted in our faith in God. It's all that. Wow. I hope 14 years from now, my wife will be saying these sort of things about our marriage. (laughs) (laughs) not the way you talk about her on the show Jen a long standing joke on the show is that I'm always trying to get rid of my wife (laughs) always trying to find ways to just get rid of her but but no no. you're waiting for a shoe to fly and hit Jen's head you know I love her yeah I just say things well if she's still there that means she's there for good (laughs) (laughs) I hope so I hope so (laughs) well Maricel considering All of the things you can do and how practical and motivated you are. I know this seems impossible, but do you have, by any chance, a skill that is utterly and completely (laughs) pointless? I think it's pointless for people, but it might be useful to some extent. It's my sense of smell. I can smell from far away what's cooking. 
I can smell when I enter a room if it's a gloomy kind of feeling that maybe something happened there. I can also remember names after I've smelled the people. Oh, wow. You remember how people smell? And I worked with you. I dread to ask. <laughs> I remember how people smell. And if I forget their names, I will remember their smell first. And then I will remember their names. No way. That is astonishing. That's a really amazing skill. The negative, I suppose, mm -hmm. is if there's a bad smell, you can't get it out of your head, right? I can get dizzy, really. Right. Oh. There must be a way you can earn lots of money from this. I know. I want to apply for a job to be the nose of a company. What is the nose of a company? For example, there's a car that is to be delivered to an owner. I'll smell it first to find out if everything is in order. Oh. That is so important. So maybe I should put that in my resume for LinkedIn or something? <laughs> so far, everything that you asked for from the universe has been given to you. So I think, yeah, that job is probably on its way. I might just do that right after this interview. <laughs> yeah, there you go. You know, I want to hear more about that. You say you can smell gloominess, right? And something yeah. bad. And you can smell positive energy. Like, how did you test that? I guess when you were young, you're like, hmm, something smells a bit off in here. Yeah, I, I can smell if a place has not been occupied for quite some time. And when it's vibrant and happy and positive, there's a warmth kind of smell, like it's hot. Anna Collier is asking, can Maricel smell if someone is sincere? Ooh. Yeah. Oh, what? I want to spend a day with you. I really <laughs> do. No, no, I, I'm serious. I really, really do. How? There's the scent of sweat when a person is laboring to tell you something that's not true. It's cortisol and testosterone and, you know, all those worry sweats, right? It's what? so funny because my kids just laugh at me sometimes. Like when they come from a party or they've come from the bar, my requirement is for them to kiss me before they go to sleep. <laughs> It's sweet, but it's also very, you know, very smart, huh? <laughs> I know. Actually, it's funny because there was a cute guy once that I was working with in an edit suite. He was an editor. We ended up dating in the end. And I was editing with producer and it was me and the editor. And the producer said, did you just go and sniff Julian? <laughs> and I was like, well, I don't know what you're talking about. So as I was going, you know, I'd be changing a tape or, you know, looking over my notes and I'd try and sniff him. <laughs> I'm now so caught doing it. It was so embarrassing. You know, I just wanted to get a sense of his smell. <laughs> now, Marissa, we're going to stick with your family. And we know that you come from a family of actors. You're married to a popular uh, motivational speaker and businessman. You're the mom of one of the most sought-after young artists in the Philippines. Now, is there a life lesson or motto that you've learned from being in such a high-profile family? That there is a responsibility that we have to embrace because we have been placed here for a very important reason. And this is not something for us to be filling up ourselves with fluff, you know, and looking at ourselves as high and mighty. But we have been placed here because there's a responsibility that we need to embrace so that we can help improve the lives of others. And this was something that my mom told me before I entered show business. And she said, I will consider you a success 
if I can see that your work or whatever you're doing is helping improve the lives of others around you. Because if you're the only one who is progressing and everybody else around you is having a, the same kind of life, you know, you're just another person in this world, you know. Success is not having so much for yourself, but it's being used for something to help solve a problem. So I always ask this to my kids. Okay, so there you are right now. What problem will you help solve because you are in that position? Wow. Maricel, so Jen mentioned about your son. So Donnie is so popular that he has a hit series that broke streaming records. He's into her and it's on Netflix now. And I know for a fact that his fans, his legions of fans are also following you. You're like one of the most popular mothers. <laughs> in showbiz, on top of being a popular actress, on top of being a popular author, on top of being a popular athlete. But, you know, to Donnie, right? Because he's basically where you were when you were starting in showbiz. What is the advice that you always give him? Well, he still has to go to school. He still has to do his chores when he's at home. When he's home, we just treat him like a regular guy. We try not to ask favors from him that is not something that we ask any other kid, you know. So he can also experience a nice, normal life when he's home. He's just one of the kids. Oh, just grounded in reality. That's it, you know. You just have to have some kind of normalcy. Because he also needs to rest from all that attention. Yeah. And Donnie's an introvert. He's very much like me. We're one and the same in many aspects. So I know that if he's so busy, he also needs time to just recover. And home is where he can be safe and find refuge in. And that's what we hope to provide for him. Oh, the comfort of home, that refuge. How wonderful that is. Marisol, I wonder now if you have your phone nearby because we've come to the part of the show where we'd love you to leave a meaningful voice message to someone, anyone that is special in your life. You don't have to tell us who it is. <laughs> you guys are so bad. <laughs> this is why we invented the show, so we can know who's around. Hi, love. I miss you. Happy birthday to Rocket. See you soon. Take care. Bye-bye. That was a <laughs> bit of a cop-out, <laughs> But then you can see that's the introvert site coming out now. Yeah, yeah, you can yes. yes. yeah I just messaged my best friend. We live in the same neighborhood. We don't see each other all the time, but we love each other. And it's like there was no distance or space between us once we start that conversation. So I um, just sent her a message and then well, I'm sure it's gonna, it's gonna continue on for the rest of the day. <laughs> she's gonna go, what? <laughs> Oh, are, you, are, you, are you okay? <laughs> We're doing this now. We're doing voice messages now. Okay. <laughs> now, Marissa, throughout this whole show, you're so motivated. We can see that. But there was a little side that we saw a glimpse at your introvert side of it. But do you ever, you know, get into a sad or bad mood? And if you do, what do you do to take yourself out of that? My time alone is really in the morning when everybody else is asleep. And I do my meditation, my quiet time, and then I go out for a run or I do my workout. That's how I start my day so that things get settled with whatever else is not okay in my head and my heart. But yes, there are times when I'm not okay. And I actually have agreed with my 
family that during the times when I'm not okay, for as long as I just share that I need some space, they give me the space. And I'm just inside my sheets and I'm quiet there. Sometimes I'm there for the whole day. Because if you let me loose out of this comfort space, I'm not a nice person to be with. And then they tell me, please go somewhere quiet. <laughs> but that's a great way of doing it, right? Just telling people around you that, okay, I'm going to have, inevitably, I'm going to have a bad day. And this is how you just deal with it. Yeah. Sometimes I'm not aware. I'm super stressed already. And then I'm picking fights with people. The first person who notices it tells me, mom or honey, you know, you're not so nice today. Please figure it out or what. Because we've already come to a point where we coach each other. But the best thing that happens is Solana. I'm with her a lot. And she speaks to me in the sweetest way. Like, mom, you can be better. Or where are you feeling something stressful? Is it in your tummy? Breathe it in and breathe it out. (laughs) She walks me through a therapy session. How old is she? She's 10. (laughs) I love that switch dynamic. The mom becomes the daughter and the daughter becomes the mom, right? You know, we've developed this relationship where we have allowed our children to speak words of encouragement or correction to us for as long as they get in the right way. So that respect is not lost. Oh, that's lovely. Your Instagram bio reads, to live, to love, to learn, and to leave a legacy. And that's just so appropriate for the show, Dear Future Grandkids. How would you like to be remembered, do you think, Marcel? So I've already pictured this so many years ago, like in my epitaph, this would be written. She gave people around her a taste of heaven. Oh, wow. you know, I've been around you. It's true. It is true. Maricel just has this such positive energy that you do feel at peace. Oh, I hope so. And here on the show, you inspired so many people. Exactly. You inspire me. I want to hang out with you. I want to just spend 24 hours with you, have a glimpse of your world and see how you are and learn about your smells and how you're in tune and you can sort of feel, smell your way and feel it. I just, I'm so intrigued. I really am. Marisol, it's been so fantastic really getting to know you and for you to be on the show today. And unfortunately, we've come to the end. This is a video time capsule that we hope that you enjoyed making. But unfortunately, we have to close the lid. But before you do that, we just have one thing for you to do is for you to leave a final message. Now, what do you want to say to your future grandkids? Yeah, actually, I say this a lot to my kids. And one of my favorite verses in the Bible is in Psalm 139. And it says, you are fearfully and wonderfully made. And that is the message of God to us when he created us. He created us in our inmost being. And he knows every strand of hair that we have. And he holds us with awe. We are the apple of his eyes. So to my future grandkids, you are the apple of my eyes. You are the apple of God's eyes. You are fearfully and wonderfully made. And I am so blessed and privileged to have you. Let me show you how it's like to be loved. And let's have a grand time together. (laughs) 
Oh, they're gonna love you as a nana. They're gonna <laughs> love you. Yeah. Let me show you how it is to be loved. We're gonna read lots of books. We're gonna have lots of adventures. You better catch up, future grandkids. She does it in high heels, so it's adventure. No, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so now in rubber shoes. I don't want to break my hip or my back. <laughs> it's something that for me is a position or a place in the family I so look forward to being is to be a grandmother because I was brought up by my grandmother while my mom had to work and take care of putting food on our table. I had the privilege of being loved and cared for by a grandmother who so passionately poured her life into us. And this is my way of just paying it forward and extending that legacy of love and care. We didn't have books at that time, but every single night I had the privilege of listening to stories from all kinds of her experiences and tales that she's learned. And I want to just pass this on to my grandkids, my children, everybody, you know, not even my own, just everybody, everybody else's kids. And you know this, Percy, I have this burning desire to just tell stories to kids because this is how we will leave a legacy to show that our history continues, our legacy and the family will be extended to the next generation. And you cannot do that if you don't talk about it. You need to talk about it. This show is so important because you don't just leave it to the books. You don't leave it to the school to raise your kids. But we have to establish cultures and traditions in our family so that that will be extended to the next generation. And then whatever else, the lessons that we've learned throughout this lifetime, you know, perhaps one day could be useful to them. And then that could be useful to the other generation and it will start as a seed. And you just never know how it's going to turn out. And hopefully it turns out for good. Maricel, you are living proof that what we leave in in the show, you know, leaving a legacy and everything is very true because you are the beautiful product of generations of women that have really nurtured you into being this woman that you are. And you're passing it on to your family and to people that you work with. Like we, we work together for a few months, but I am very proud to tell you that I am still doing Tai Chi I remember that phone call. She messaged me at 7 a.m. on our rest day. She's going, why are you still in your room? (laughs) 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 And literally, I just don't know why. I just, you know, I started doing Tai Chi. And I stuck to it. And it's really great, Maricel. I don't know what power you have over people. Maybe it's connected to your sense of smell. You know what to say. (laughs) But you really can motivate people. And I hope hope you get more opportunities, hopefully like this show, where you can share everything that you've learned and been through. So thank you very much for sharing it here. Thank you. Thank you so much. Yeah. And thank you to everybody who watched the show. There are so many comments. Myla Desma says, you're amazing, powerful words. Angeline Salvador says, you should have a storytelling channel, Maricel. Full disclosure, I owe her that. We talked about a storytelling show and yes. Yes, Percy. <laughs> really? Oh, get it done, guys. Come on, get it done. Yeah. It's got to be done. Let's do it. Yeah. <laughs> Donna says, thank you, Miss Maricel. Very inspiring Saturday. Jeans to Lubrico. I admire this woman, have seen some of her kids' vlogs, and I can see that they were raised very well. Look at that, Maricel. 
I love what Sour Girl has to say too. I feel like spending a whole day together with Miss Maricel. It's like getting a soul cleanse. Exactly how I feel. I've already invited myself. I, I want to I want to spend the whole day, yeah. Oh, thank you so much. Percy Maricel, come on, put it to you on your to-do list. Let's get that storytelling channel yeah, done, done, okay? Yeah, 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 check, check, check. Next week, we're going to check back in. You know, it's like the Tai Chi. We're going to make sure you did it, Percy, okay? <laughs> Tell Elijah, I think of him every time I do my jump rope. Oh, yeah. Maricel got Elijah started on jump ropes. A jump rope. Oh, what? You need to force me to get into an exercise program. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Just kick yourself in the butt. Just 10, 10 jumps or 10 minutes. Just 10. Kick yourself in the butt. Get out of your bed in the morning. Just 10. Okay. You need to share that one thing because Elijah told me what you did when you saw him just staring at nothing, I think, while waiting. Maricel approached him and what did you say? I said, what are you staring at? Get your life together. Come on, come on. <laughs> yeah. Marcel is going like, every minute is important. You better be productive in yeah. that minute that you come have. On, let's go. So don't just waste it, you know, looking at nothing. <laughs> yeah. What did Elijah do then? All of 20 years old. <laughs> he started writing lyrics, I think, to his song. I started reading things. Like, really, Marcel would just walk past you and go like, what are you doing? You're doing nothing. <laughs> Maricel gave some of our younger cast members books to read and asked them for a book report. Wow. <laughs> Not only does she inspire, there's a follow-up. Just yeah, to there check. Is a follow-up. Yeah. Yeah. There's a follow-up. <laughs> Just that comment to Elijah will shake him up and he will live the rewards of that comment, right? Forever. Anytime he's got a minute to spare, that could be the one lyric he writes on the biggest hit song he's ever had. It could be the phone call he makes. Wow, I'm really inspired by that because I waste a lot of minutes, I can tell you, right? You know what? It's okay to do nothing when your purpose is to actually do nothing. But extended times of doing nothing is a waste of time. There you go. That's got to be my mantra. Yeah. And that's our procrastinating gone. I'm such a procrastinator. <laughs> I know. Yeah, because my mom used to always tell me idle time is the work of the devil. This is the playground of the devil. So get your act together, kick yourself in the butt, and do something. There you go. Oh, I love that. That is a message to the future Ange. I don't know about the grandkids. <laughs> Present Ange needs that, I can tell you. You know, I have this habit. I have books and books about productivity. So when I procrastinate, I read about procrastination. That's how I deal with my procrastination. And somehow I feel that that's productive, and it isn't, by the way. I'm like, Google procrastination tips when I'm procrastinating, that's totally what I do. When you're procrastinating and you feel it, and just kick yourself in the butt. I will think of you, Maricel, really. That is one way to end the show with Maricel just telling all of us, when you feel anything, you feel that you're lazy, you're procrastinating, kick yourself in the butt. <laughs> Maricel, I can't thank you enough. So inspired by you. Thank you so much for being on Dear Future Grandkids. And I know some fans are asking, will there be a part two? Well, there could be. You could rewatch this, but we also have an edited version that'll be on a podcast in a couple of weeks. It's been such an absolute pleasure. I kid you not, I'm inspired. And also, I kid you not again, I will come and find you when this <laughs> pandemic's over and spend 24 hours with you. <laughs> Let's do it! <laughs> Let's do it! I'm already so inspired today. And this has been Dear Future Grandkids. I'm Jen, that's Percy, that's Ange. And that is the wonderful, inspiring, 
person that doesn't sit down and idle and do nothing. Marisa Luxa. Thank you so much. Take care, everyone. Thank you. See you. Bye. Thanks, Marisa. Bye, everyone. Thank you. Bye. Bye. And that was the episode. Thank you so much to Maricel for joining us despite a very busy schedule. And I'd recommend that you check out the full video version of this episode as there's a really interesting home office tour, some great artwork and a special appearance for Maricel's lovely daughter. You can see that on the Idea First Company's YouTube channel and Facebook page. We would also really appreciate a rating and review. And you can send us a message too on our socials. On Instagram, we are at Dear Future Grandkids and at The Idea First Company. Or you can tweet us at The Idea First underscore co. We'll catch you again next time for the season four finale. Bye.